Blog Talk Radio. All right, everyone. Apparently, our intro is not playing. <clears throat> Thank Blog Welcome Talk. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Okay, I guess it is working now. <laughs> Sorry, Blog Talk seems to be having some issues tonight. So this is Samara Luna. Raven Doll. And this is the Tree of Life Hour here on the Pagan Tonight Radio Network. And our show is all about the pagan community. And we are brought to you by the Tree Life Community Center, a nonprofit group of people in the Louisville, Kentucky area, trying to create space for people of earth-based religions and philosophies. And our show, like I said, is all about the pagan community, things we think everyone should be discussing or talking about or know about. Um, sorry, blog talk, uh, it took me forever just to get the show loaded, and then I couldn't call in. And <laughs> so I'm a little flustered right now. <laughs> I am actually in the process of trying to get that room open, but yeah, so hopefully we're broadcasting. I mean, I know we're talking to each other right now, but I hope we're actually broadcasting the show and not just talking to each other. <laughs> I know, right? Right? Well, this is what happens. Internet gremlins, yay. How much fun can we have with internet gremlins? Right. I guess I might have to, like, leaving some bourbon offerings or something to the internet gremlins. Maybe yeah, and I can't get tech going. I can't get tagged going. It says I need to inter- upgrade my. Um, apparently, I need to upgrade my flash. Well, actually, I am actually in the process of switching browsers to try and get it going. Because well, you know, I can't ever get it. I can't get Blog Talk to work at all on the uh, Internet Explorer. Oh, I I pretty much run back and forth between Chrome and Firefox. Yeah, I'm on Chrome right now. Sometimes it works great on Chrome. Sometimes it works great on Firefox. It depends on my computer's mood that particular day. Say it's not like in Firefox. It might be like in Chrome. It might be Blog Talk, though, since we've had a few issues already. So. Yeah. So I apologize to anybody that's listening uh, through the link and in chat. Um, we can't see what you're saying. We can't talk to you right now. So I apologize. Unless you want to hit us up on Facebook. And we we can see. Yes. If you want to send us a message, send us a message to our Facebook page. It's Tree of Life, L-O-U-K-Y. And sorry, Facebook.com slash Tree of Life, L O U K Y. And you can shoot us a message through our Facebook page. And we do have Facebook open, or at least I have Facebook open, so I will get the message here live on the air. <clears throat> so, and uh, first thing I want to say is everyone, be safe out there. The flu is nothing to mess with right now. Yeah, I guess I should go ahead and talk about the flu since, like, you know, yeah, I'm a nurse. Healthcare. 
Uh-huh. I'm living with someone that's got it right now. All right. So for you all out there, I'm going to tell you this year's flu influenza is pretty bad. Um, it's a viral illness. It spreads easily by droplets, meaning um, if you share airspace with someone who has the flu, it can spread to you. Um, usually with the flu, um, you're going to have fevers, body aches, um, nausea, vomiting, um, just in general, cough. And we have a hello ladies from Perry. So we are actually broadcasting. Um, Sorry. Anyway, um, now, sorry, ADD. Um, anyway, all the symptoms that that come with just be just in horrible, being horrible in general. Um, cough, runny nose. Thing is, the body aches, the fatigue, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, the whole plethora of symptoms. Um. The, the ones that I have been seeing lately is this is a fast, what I, what I would like to call it like a fast flu, in that, What's that mean? One, day, one day you're fine, and then the next day you're on death's doorstep. You feel like you're on death's doorstep. Um, because I think I actually caught it at work. And um, you caught you got you've had the flu. Uh, I I think I had it, yeah, but I didn't have it for long. So part of that has to do with the flu shot. So um, and I know there's different strains of the flu. Now, um, Terry just said something about the viral flu sucks, so does bacterial flu as well. I've had both. Now, is there, I thought flu was just viral. The flu itself is completely viral. Um, influenza, it, it's caused by the influenza virus. Now, there are some bacterial stuff. There is some bacterial stuff going around. There's a sinus infection that's going around that's um, bacterial. There's a couple of bacterial pneumonias going around. Um, but but pretty much like the flu and the cold and stuff like that, it's all viral. And, and the thing about viruses is, unfortunately, we, we kind of can't do much about, about viruses. We can, a lot of times, like I like to tell people at work, you know, Basically, with the flu, you know, if you if you ha- didn't have the flu shot, basically what we're doing is we're going to be treating your symptoms um, versus um, curing because antibiotics do nothing for the flu. Antibiotics are so great. So what is the uh, what's the flu medicine they give out for then? Tamiflu. Um, now I was getting ready to get to that. Actually, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Samara, okay. Anyway, um, the the antibiotics are great to treat bacterial infections, and bacteria, the way they're made up, is completely different than a virus. 
just, you know, a bacteria is actually a cell and a virus is a whole other different thing. I think that's, that's probably about as, as, as far as I want to get. So antibiotics are great with bacteria. They go in, they do what they do, they kill the, the, the cell, boom, and you get to feel better. With a virus, basically what it does is it goes inside your own cells and then replicates itself. So, like, we've got medicines out there like Tamiflu, and if you take it, like, within the first one to two days of symptoms, it will actually help you get over it a lot faster, but you're still going to have some symptoms. I mean, Tamiflu does help. It does help you feel a lot less yucky. Um, it's a great medication, so it's just you, the, the thing is, is that there's a very small window to get it within the first 24, 48 hours of symptoms. Otherwise, you're, you're kind of, you're going to deal the full run of it. Um, the one way that you, the best and easiest way that you can prevent the flu is the annual flu shot. Now, it does not, and here's the thing, here's the way the flu shot works. Basically what happens every year is like the CDC and, and World Health Organization, all these different groups, they kind of look around the world and kind of see, okay, what strains do we think, based off what's kind of floating around, are going to be the, the dominant strains of the flu this year? So they'll usually, they're usually able to make a vaccine out of, out of about three to four strains of the flu. Then they give then that's what turns into a flu shot. And basically, you either have um, there's the dead, what they call I, I refer to it kind of as the dead vaccine. When is it the dead form of the virus? Or there's also a weakened form of the virus. Not enough of the virus to make you sick, but enough to get your body to recognize it so that it can create antibodies to fight off the infection. Now, the reason we can't vaccinate against the flu, like we can, say, bumps, measles, rubella, all these other polio, because there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of strains of the flu. Whereas we know one certain bacteria causes mumps. We know no, one, you know one certain type of bacteria causes measles, stuff like that. You know, those are bacteria or not bacteria, they're viruses. We know what those viruses are. We know how they work. They replicate a certain way. We are great at pinpointing those things. Influenza mutates and it mutates rapidly. So that's kind of why we have a we have the yearly flu shot and stuff. Um, the one thing I will say for people, if you've not had your flu shot this year, please go get it. Um, this year's flu is nothing to joke around with. Um, I can tell you what happened to me. One night at work, um, I thought I had the sniffles. Um, the very next day, I was spiking a fever. Did not even realize it for a bit. And then the one thing I did do, um, fortunately, I did do, I did, like I said, I didn't have a very long run of it. Uh, the one thing I did when I first noticed symptoms is basically I drank a case of water within like an eight-hour eight hour period. Um, 
the one thing they always recommend, and I can't stress this enough, with the flu is um, fluids, 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 fluids. And I mean fluids on top of fluids on top of fluids. Um, if you have the flu, the one thing I will tell you, the best thing you can do for your body is drink. Water, Gatorade, juice. The more the better. Um, I always tell people, basically, drink enough where every time there's a commercial break on the television, you have to run to the potty. If you're peeing every five minutes or feel like you're peeing every five minutes, you're doing it right as far as if you're sick because your body needs that the, the extra fluids to help kind of flush this stuff out. The more fluids you drink, the faster you're going to feel better, the faster it's, it's going to run its course. Um, Right now, um, I'm actually, I actually just logged on to the CDC website. Um, and it's actually just saying that um, it actually gives you a thing about flu versus cold. Um, flu is going to come on really, really quick. You're going to have a fever that lasts three to four days. Um, body aches, usually severe, chills, um, fatigue, weakness. Um, sometimes sneezing, sometimes stuffy nose, sore throat, chest discomfort, which is common, can be severe, headaches, um, sore throat. thing is, is that there are some people getting the flu can actually be very, very bad for them, as in um, people who are considered immunocompromised, elderly people with respiratory infections and children. So if you, if you are a rat, if like say you have the flu and there's someone in your life that's like that, you know, do the right thing and just say, Hey, look, unless you're a parent, parents, I'm sorry. I know I understand you can't stay away from your kids for three days, um, but do the right thing. And basically just kind of tell them, look, sorry, can't be around you. I've got the flu. Uh, they, they will understand and um, more than likely be thankful. Also, for, for those of you out there, if you start feel, if you think you have the flu, please do not come to don't go to work. Just call in. Um, you're not you're not doing yourself any favors by trying to work while you have the flu. Um, and this is someone who from who has been known to work while sick, not with the flu, but with something else, and. You're not doing yourself, your coworkers, anybody else any favors going to work sick because, you know, you could kind of be like a typhoid mare and spread it to people because flu is spread by droplets in the air. Um, also, I've flu been sleeping on the couch. couch. <laughs> hey, and, and honestly, that's, that's yeah, because you, you're actually, you have someone in your house right now who has the flu, right? Yeah, he gets the, yeah, he gets the bed. I'm sleeping on the couch. <laughs> hey, and and you know what? That's actually a, a decent strategy um, to keep keeping yourself healthy. Um, have you had your flu shot this year? No, I didn't because by the time I got around to getting it, they said that it was only working like ten percent. So, <laughs> and it makes yeah. me really really sore when I get it. So I just decided not to 
go through with it because if it's not going to help me that much anyway, and it's just going to make me really sore in the arms, I figured, I just, and this is probably the first well, year I haven't gotten it. Well, and see, here's the thing. You've got two forms. You've got influenza A and influenza B. Influenza A is usually the one that's kind of early off in the flu season. And then the big daddy is influenza I also read, B. I also read that A can can be passed by animals. Like, B can't, but A can. I That's something I hadn't heard. That's what the CDC website says. Oh, okay, I have not heard that. Because they diagnosed my husband with B. So I had to look up, and I'm like, what does that mean? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, influenza B can be nasty. Um, basically, tell him that I, I said drink so much, so much that he, he's peeing every five minutes. <laughs> he's trying if he stays awake long enough. Yeah. And honestly, the best thing, if you have the flu, fluids, rest, fluids, rest, fluids, rest. You know, call into work. Don't think you can tough it out. You're you're not doing your body any favors or anybody else because you're contagious and you're spreading it to other people. Um, the other thing I wanted to kind of get into is some emergency warning signs. If, say, you have the flu and this is kind of... This is kind of when you need to go to either, like, the doctor, the immediate care center, urgent care center, ER. Um, For adults, if you have difficulty breathing, shortness of air, um, any pain or pressure in your chest or abdomen, if you have sudden dizziness, confusion, um, severe or persistent vomiting, um, or if you have flu-like symptoms and they improve, but then then they come back with the fever, and worse cough, say, so you think you're completely over it, and then it comes back, something you need to go get checked out. Um, in children, kind of the emergency warning signs, um, fast breathing, trouble breathing, they're going to have um, some bluish skin sometimes because it's not drinking enough fluid, not waking up or interacting, being so irritable, the child doesn't want to be held. Of course, another thing is flu-like symptoms that improve, but then return with a fever and worse cough, and then, of course, fever with a rash. Um, uh, for infants, being unable to eat, having trouble breathe, breathing, sorry, um, if, they, if they cry and they don't have any tears, or the other thing is, if they're, if they're, if you're not changing their diapers, they ain't as wet as they usually are. Um, that's another sign where you probably need to take the child to a doctor, immediate care center, ER, blah, blah, blah. Um, the other thing I'm going to tell people, the best number one way to prevent catching any sort of illness is the, I'm going to tell you the first thing that they teach is day one in nursing school. Number one way to prevent infection is hand washing. Period. Does not even have to be um, antibacterial hand soap. It can be any sort of soap. Soap, warm water, 15 seconds. Um, dry your hands off, then use the towels to turn off the faucet. Song and stuff like that in your head. Um, but yeah. 
what that's the number one way to kind of prevent getting this stuff. Um, unfortunately, you know, it's seasonal. Um, they're saying it's widespread. And from what I understand, part of it is that there was a strain that they didn't expect to be prevalent this year that became really prevalent, like kind of came out of nowhere. So so here's a question. What if, if you've had flu in your house, you haven't gotten it, but someone in your house has flu, what are the best things to clean with, like Clorox wipes and what Lysol, what else? Anything on it that says it's virucidal. So, like, I would use, like, the Clorox wipes because uh, they, I think they have a, a component in it that will kill viruses. You want to make sure that it's something that kills viruses. Lysol is great. Lysol kills some viruses. Um, I don't know which viruses it targets. I know um, Clorox wipes. I think it even says on the container that um, they um, target um, influenza AV on them. But that's something I would honestly look at it and make sure um, it worked. We've got the super white that we use, but you can't buy it if you're not in a healthcare facility. Okay, I got a generic brand in front of me, and it says kills 99.99 of viruses and bacteria. And it says kills the flu virus. Then there you go. You're good. Uh, You're gravy. On hard, hard non-porous gravy. surfaces. It's got an exception to it. It says on hard, non-porous surfaces. As in you can't put it on your sheet. I wasn't planning on going over my sheets with a Clorox wipe anyway. <laughs> I'm just, I'm saying that's kind of what they mean. It's not going to do anything like on clothes. It's not going to do anything on people. It's, it, it, you know, great for doorknobs, surfaces that people touch all the time, television remotes, stuff like that. That's what it's great for. Okay. And that has been our PSA. <laughs> yeah, we kind of didn't mean to have a long PSA about the flu, but it's it's <laughs> people are kind of going down with it. I just want to throw it, it out is. there. I do have chat open now, so if, if you want to talk to me in chat, it's open. Woohoo! Uh, updated slash up. during our public service announcement announcement. <laughs> It's still not working for me. Yeah, I had a grave. Apparently, Flash needed an upgrade. So. Okay, so let's see. Um, what else Should do we, we want to discuss? Do we want to take a do quick break? Do we want to discuss that article? Oh, we can. I don't have it up yet. So the wild hunt, so I want to discuss this article and then we'll go into like spring holidays to try to kind of help us get us out of this winter funk that we're all in. Like I think like a good chunk of the United States has been snowed in and and everything. But before we go into that, so I want to talk about this article and then we will go uh, to break and then we'll discuss spring stuff. So... 
Um, the Wild Hunt put out an article, what was it, yesterday? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Okay. And it says, the limits of ministry, pagan clergy, in serious situations. Um, oh, and I just want to throw out there that the Wild Hunt is, um, I'm not sure if they're doing a donation drive right now, but they take donations year-round. And they are taking donations um, to help keep it going because they go out there and they do all the searching so we don't have to. So, and a lot of these people do their articles and news stories for free. um, Or they volunteer to do it and, you know, support the page, support the people doing it. It takes a lot of time to do it, so... At least I think part of them are doing it for free, but I'm not sure. Um, they might get paid a little bit for their articles, but I'm sure it's not not quite enough versus what they should be getting paid for these. Because this is like one of the few pagan news sites out there. So please support them. We use them all the time here on the show. So And it's wildhunt.org. All right, so the article um, has some interviews in it with some different pagan clergy. Um, some of which actually are um, trained in um, psychology, life coaching, stuff like that. And it goes into what the community, I guess almost kind of like what the community expects out of clergy in our community and what the clergy should be able to give um, and also to know their limits on what they should give and what they shouldn't. And then also make sure if you're going to, if you're going to present yourself as clergy, you also need to look into your uh, state and local laws as far as what you are mandated to report. Now, Ravenfire, I know as a nurse, you are mandated that you have to report certain things. Right? Yeah, I... Yeah, um, and well, in the state of Kentucky, I'm required to report any time that I suspect someone is being abused. Right, and so in like, a lot of places, clergy is kept to that same standard. They are. So basically, so if someone. Oh, sorry. So basically, if someone comes up and tells you they're being abused by somebody, you have to report it. There's no, oh, well, we'll go talk to them, oh, this, oh, that. No, you're to report it. And you're to report it immediately. And immediately does not mean, like, five weeks later, USA Gymnastics, sorry, Um, but something else. But, no, immediately means, you know, within the next, 24 hours. And the other thing I would tell people is, you know, at least be honest with your, um, what I would say is be honest with your, you know, if you're, if you're a clergy and, and you're disclosed that, be honest with them. Tell them, you know, well, in the state of Kentucky, tell them, you know, in the state of Kentucky, I am required to report this to law enforcement. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a mandate and, and what a mandate means is you could actually get in trouble if it comes out that you may have known of abuse and didn't report it. Right. 
Right. I mean, basically, you report, you, you know, you report your findings to law enforcement. And then that basically you, you took, I can tell you how this works, actually, because uh, I've had to do it. Basically, you report it to law enforcement, and then from there, law enforcement takes it from there. So they'll want to, probably want a statement from you saying what you were told and why and what the context was. But other than that, law enforcement can take it from there. You're, you don't have to do that. You don't have to be involved in the case, really. I mean, at least that's how it was with with my experience. Is that you had to? Is that you know? I called called um, called ATS up, told them my concerns, told them everything that was going on, information down, and then from there they investigated. So it's not like you're going to be, you know, getting anybody. It, you're not going to be doing anything, any investigating or anything. It's like you're a mandatory reporter. It's just. It just says that you absolutely have to, you know, someone being abused, you have to let them know. So for everyone out there that wants to be clergy, keep that in mind. Or if you're saying, you know, and there's a difference between saying you're a high priestess of your coven and actually calling yourself clergy in a way, Um, at least in my opinion. Right. Um, cause you know, being a high priestess of a coven, you're the high priestess within your tradition. Um, uh-huh. if you're clergy, it's a little bit more, you're, you're, it's a little bit more than just what goes on within your coven. It becomes more of like a, a counselor in a way. Um, and that is one thing the article points out is know your strengths and weaknesses. Um, uh-huh. if someone really needs psychological help, you can help them to a point, like talk with them, talk it out with them. But if they really need psychological point help, you need, you need to know your weakness and be able to point them in the right direction to an actual therapist. If, yeah, if you, you don't have any psychological, if, if you don't have any psychology background, that is. Well, I often like to say you need to know what is above your pay grade somebody and they you know they say that you know they're suicidal or something you know well that's something that you know you're probably most people with clergy training are not trained to handle um you know that's that's one of those things so just to put that out there i mean i'm not and i'm not trying to say anything bad or horrible or anything else. And there are training programs out there, just to let everyone know. There are training programs. In fact, there's one here in Louisville that me and Ravenfire have even talked about going to. It's at the seminary here. It is a Christian training program for clergy, but they are open to other faiths attending the clergy program. Yeah, their um, pastoral counseling program at the Presbyterian Seminary. Yeah, they've even, they've, they've even said they're open to other um, And I believe, Cherry, doesn't Cherry Hill Seminary have one? Cherry Hill has one, too. Um, and then uh, PS, they have one at PSG, I think, every year. They have a type of training program set up for leaders and, and such. 
Right. Now, and the other thing I want to tell people is there's a difference between, say, like a pastoral counselor or pagan clergy versus a licensed mental health professional. And I, I do want to point that out there. You know, while let me see if I can if I can explain this. If you're going through something that's very situational, i.e., you know, someone's dying, stuff like that, um, a major change in your life, pastoral counseling can help with that, and clergy can help with that. Spring from, say, chronic depression, suicidal ideation, actual mental illness, you need to go see a mental health professional, not a pastoral counselor. And the reason I say that is because licensed mental health professionals, there's stuff that, that they can do and there's training that they have that your pastoral counselors don't. Um, yeah. And that's something we you know, you need to keep in mind. Because, you know, like when it comes to if you're dealing with issues of abuse or something, like if someone comes to you and say and says, you know, I'm being abused by my partner, you know, okay, you can talk to them and this and that. But chances are that's something that as a pastoral counselor, you might not have the resources to be equipped to handle, but you might be able to say, look, you know, I myself really can't help all that much with this but I can connect you to a resource that can help you and then make sure you can make sure that you connect them to that resource that can help them. Um, Yes. Having a list of resources in your community that are pagan friendly is really good. Um, It's really good to know like what offices or therapists are in your area that are pagan friendly. Or polyamorous or polyamory friendly or or whatever, poly friendly, whatever you want to call it. Um, Also, because there's a lot of people in the community that are polyamorous. So um, it's always good to have a list. If you're going to, you know, present yourself as being pagan clergy, it's good to have a list of people to refer people to. Well, and the one thing I will tell you, tell people, um, another way that you can find people who are pagan-friendly, if people don't actually hold out the pagan-friendly sign, look for um, practices that are LGBTQ-friendly. Because if they're they're friendly to LGBTQ, uh, they're... More than likely, I'm not going to say 100% of the time, but more than likely, um, they're going to they're going to be able they're, they're going to be pagan friendly. They're going to have an open enough mind to where if say they don't know anything about paganism, they'll ask, and they'll have an open enough mind not to criticize stuff. And you know, it's like here locally. I, I haven't seen any uh, therapist put out, you know, oh, hey, you know, I'm pagan friendly. 
but yet my experience has always been if I'm looking for a mental health professional and find out, oh, they're LGBTQ friendly, and then I, I go to them, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're cool with, with me and my religion, so. Yeah, I have a friend that is actually, he's going through um, a master's or doctorate program, I'm not sure, for psychology, um, and I think he's actually attending it somewhere else, but I, I was like, but since he's a friend of mine on Facebook, I went to high school with him. We weren't really close friends or more acquaintances, but I felt comfortable enough to have him as a friend on Facebook. But we had a, a, a mutual friend, actually, that is transitioning, and she was having some issues, and I was able to contact him and say, hey, can you give me some names of people that would be friendly to someone that's transitioning, um, you know, that, that could help them? So, because they were really wanting some help, but they were really having trouble finding someone that was, you know, um, transgender, you know, friendly. So, so it, it's always safe, you know, in general. You don't have to name names. You can always, if there's someone that you think might know, just be like, hey, do you know anybody that, you know, it, it's always a good way to try to help people out without, you know, giving out too many private details. Yeah. Well, it is time for us to take a break. Unless is there something else you wanted to say on the subject right now? By the way, please go out and read the Wild Hunt article. There's a lot more details in it. Yeah, uh, not often I can think of. Okay. So I am going to play. I'm going to play Wendy Roll. We haven't played Wendy Roll for a while. Um, and I am going to play Dance of the Wild Fairies. I hope one day she comes back to Puff because I miss her. <laughs> so here we go, Wendy Roll and Dance of the Wild Fairies. Shimmering light, all memories faded, and I could see the mushroom circle of red and white. 
Doll with the Tree of Life Hour. I know a lot of you out there listen to our show in the archives. And have you ever thought when you were listening in the archives, man, I wish I was able to call in and talk to them while they had a guest on or they were talking about something? Well, now here's your chance. This is especially for you, our archive listeners. If you want to ever add to our conversation, please feel free to dial us on our listener voicemail line. That number is area code 502 276 5665. Tell us your name. Tell us where you're from. Leave your message in your lovely, lovely voice, and we will be more than happy to play it on an upcoming episode of the Tree of Life Hour. We love our listeners, and we thank y'all very much for listening to us. And you can also go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tree of life, L-O-U-K-Y, and Please, 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 if there is something you would love to hear us discuss or talk about or even come on the air and discuss with us, please message us. Let us know. We are always looking for other things to talk about. <laughs> so, Ravenfire, did you make it? I'm here. Ah, cool. So to get us on to other thoughts of spring, get away from the snow for a while, at least for the next, you know, 10 minutes. 
<laughs> oh, come on. This show's not that bad. <laughs> Just when you have to drive in the ice. That kind of sucks. Yeah, especially when it takes you about 35 minutes to get one way to get to work. And that's on a good day for you, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's why um, my wonderful employer that I love—I love that I cannot mention the name of it, where specifically where I work. Um, I can say I can say that um, in this weather, they have been putting us up in the hotel rooms when it gets bad. And very nice hotel rooms. So you know, I work from home, so <laughs> of course, in a way, it, it, it's not fun when everyone else gets to like when they close the offices. If they don't have the people that normally work in the office don't have internet set up to work from home, they don't mm-hmm. have to work. But I still do. <laughs> so, um, all right. So the first one that I know that's coming back up is in bulk. Is that right? Or am I being a bad thing uh, and forgetting something? Uh, what about uh? Yeah, yeah, in bulk. Yeah. <laughs> nope, so, um, for those my holidays are different. Well, what's the next one coming up? What's the next heathen is what's the next heathen holiday coming up? Um, Disa Bloat. And when's that? Um, right around um it's right around uh, the same time as in bulk. It's close. February 1st? Yeah, our holidays are close, but not necessarily on at the same time. Ours aren't as dependent. Okay, for those of you that are new to this, in bulk is um, it's a Gaelic traditional festival that marks the beginning of spring. Yay! And it's February 1st. So if we go by that calendar, spring starts in about two weeks. So um, historically, it was observed in Ireland, Scotland, and Isle of Man. Um, and it's one of the four Gaelic seasonal festivals, along with Feltane, Lunasa, and Samhain. And um, it also corresponds with, especially in Ireland, is the feast day of St. Bridget. Which a lot of that they believe comes from the fact that uh, Bridget, the goddess, was it was kind of considered her day, so the Christian, the Catholics adopted it and made it her Saint Bridget to help with conversion, so people could still celebrate. Oh. Now, when you were more kind of Wiccan type following. You, before you became heathen, you actually did a lot with, uh, I mean, you knew a lot about St. Bridget, didn't you? I know enough. Yeah, she was, um, she's a fire goddess. There's umpteen trillion legends, but right now nothing's coming to my head um, about her. Um. But uh, she's a deity of fire oh, and fertility. Um, uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to... I was to saying the deity stuff. of fire and fertility. I know um, she keeps... Um, there is the legend of um, 
this I think it's the Sisters of Kildare where they keep the they they were they keep the eternal flame going in honor of Saint Bridget. And it's also the goddess Bridget. It's yeah. So let's see. Um, there's one uh, page on. I'm just saying. This is on Thought Catalog or ThoughtCo.com, which also tends to have some horror articles. It's just a little bit of everything. <laughs> so they've got stories and and blog posts and all kinds of stuff. So they're just a little bit of everything out there. But there is an article that someone put on there about some stuff you can do it in bulk. Um, and it says it's a time of magical energy related to the feminine aspect of the go- of the goddess, of new beginnings, and of fire. It's also a good time to focus on divination and increasing your own magical gifts and abilities. Um, so take advantage of these concepts and plan your workings accordingly. And that because of its proximity to Valentine's Day, Invoke also tends to be a time when people start exploring love magic. And it says, and then says, if you do, be sure to read up on it first. <laughs> So, um, but they have, like, links to different stuff, like there's a fire scrying ritual, uh, invoke house cleansing ceremony, I probably need to do that, uh, invoke cleansing ritual bath, stuff like that. Um, and then they go into some of the traditions and trends. Um, let's see what else is there. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I lost my place. On Wikipedia, it says the date of Invoke is thought to have been significant in Ireland since the Neolithic period. It's based on the alignment of some of the megalithic monuments. For example, at the Mount of Hostages in the Hill of Tara, the inner chamber is aligned with the rising sun on the dates of Invoke and Fallon. That's pretty cool. One day I'll go to Europe and get to check out all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You will. I haven't been to Ireland, but I've been to England. But you know that, so. Yeah. Oh, So apparently it's also a traditionally time of weather divination. Uh, and the old tradition of watching to see if serpents or badgers came from their winter dens may be a forerunner to the North American Groundhog Day. Gaelic proverb about the day is the serpent will come from the hole on the brown day of the bride. So there should be three feet of snow on the flat surface of the ground. I'm not really sure what that means. <laughs> is it saying even though there's three feet of snow that the, it's the, the serpent will come out? Maybe. Uh, it also says that Invoke is commonly associated with the goddess Bridget and as such is sometimes seen as a women's holiday with specific rights only for female members of a coven. I've not been, I've not partaken in that myself, but. Well, and that kind of is, is kind of like de-subloat in a way, but it, it's more like that part is honoring, um, the our female ancestors 
So tell us a little bit about what is it? It's the bloat. D the bloat. Yeah, basically. Spell that. Um, D i s a b l o t. D bloat is um, it, and there's also charming of the plow. It's kind of all rolled into one. But D bloat is kind of the honoring of um, our female female ancestors. Because, you know, they they stay around to help guide us and whatnot. Kind of their the ancestral spirit. And so, um, that's what Disa Bloat is for. Um and then Charming of the Plow is basically about for you know, is about to be um giving offerings to the land to get it to be ready to start planting so that crops can grow. It's really the the simple version of it. So what do you all do on uh to blow? Um, different people do it different. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of it involves leaving offerings out. Um, some of it is some of some people um, some groups get together and actually have a bloat. Um, just different things. You know, me, I usually tend to leave leave stuff out for my ancestors. That's kind of how I handle it. But you know, like I said, different different groups, different people do different ways. I was gonna say heathens tend not to be as um, regular in our worship as other pagan groups. Like one group does it one way, another group does it another type of thing. It's like there's a lot of similarities but not it's it's not all one way or another. And especially if you listen to the guys after us, it it gets you know, you can kinda of tell that. Yeah, and there is a show after us. Uh the this weird rogue will be on after us tonight. Um doing soft versus hard and no it's not that no they're talking about polytheism <laughs> which i did add polytheism in in in, in uh, brackets <laughs> yeah yeah you know I, I, i'm curious it's the guys they try to grab attention well not only not only that but their show has a lot of humor in it, a whole lot of humor. Um, but then again, knowing Ulfen Bully like I know Ulfen Bully, it yeah, you can kind of tell. <laughs> you know, our humor is a lot more accidental, and theirs theirs is um, a lot more on purpose. Yeah, and there's gonna be a lot more. Honoring too. <laughs> yeah. Have so. you ever been in the same room with those two? Just one of them. One? Yeah. I, that might scare me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, they're both really great guys. It's it's just it's it's really funny when you put the two of them together. It's yeah. 
their heads are life mates. They really are. They're like the best. They are really huge, really good best friends. And sometimes they can look at each other and just make each other crack up. Their show, their show can make you crack up. Okay, so for those of you listening that's not listening to this weird road, be forewarned. It's very adult oriented, and they do have their opinions. Yes, they do have their opinions, and they're not afraid. We to don't them. always agree with their opinions, but their opinions are their opinions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, but you'll laugh at the same time while getting mad about their opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously, that does happen. You know, I mean, like I said, they're both, you know, they're both really good guys. Um, I've known both of them, well, you know, I've known both of them for years. One, a lot more, a lot better than the other for obvious reasons, but, you know. What could it be because you're married to them? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> But I will say no, this, um, what what people hear on air is how these two are together in real life. I'm not kidding. It's, yeah. That's, that's the one thing I can, I can tell people. They're, they're not, they're, they're not putting on a show or anything. That's literally how those two are. Especially if you go out to our pub moots and stuff, you'll see it. All right. So it is time to say what is going on in the world for what events people might want to go to. Also, um, if you have an event you would like for us to announce coming up on the air, please go to our Facebook page. Again, it's facebook.com slash tree of life, L-O-U-K-Y, and message us. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> if you have a Facebook um, event, that's even better because then I can put interested and it shows up on my Facebook event list and I can just go through it like I am right now. So um, it's easier for me to keep track that way. So as of right now, um, though it's not specifically pagan oriented, but in a way it is, Saturday uh, the 20th, this Saturday, 2 to 3 p.m. or 3.30 p.m., there's the Women's March in Lexington, Kentucky, um, and it's 2 to 3.30 p.m. And at Fayette Circuit Courthouse here in Lexington, or in Lexington here in Kentucky. Um, Sunday the 21st is Beginner's Candle Magic at Green Earth Stones Metaphysical Shop in Bowling Green, Kentucky. It's 1 to 2 p.m. The uh, workshop fee is $25. Cash only, please. And uh, Patty, who is a friend of ours, will be teaching that. Also, the 21st, there's also an energy workshop with Patty uh, Green Earth, at Green Earth Stones, and that is at 2.30 to 4 p.m. And the class is $30. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm clearing my throat on the air. That's not good. Uh, let's see. Uh, Labyrinth of Light with Tracy Andrick, uh, Friday, January 26th, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Robin's Nest, a metaphysical community in Always for Always in Bellingham, Massachusetts. I don't know much about it, but they do say space is limited and it's $25 per person. Uh, let's see. And for those that um, knew Jimmy Nevitt here in the Louisville, Kentucky area, and I'm sure outside of this area, 
uh, January 27th at the Beachmont Women's Club here in Louisville, Kentucky, um, 1 to 4 p.m. They will be having the celebration of life. He did a lot for the Pagan community and Pagan Friday. Um, also, January 27th, Embrace Your Spirit Psychic Fair at the Louisville Spiritualist Center here in Louisville, Kentucky. That is 1 to 5 p.m. Um, so we also have the Deep Moon Mystery Class, the first sacrifice of creation uh, at the Temple of Witchcraft in uh, Salem, New Hampshire. This is Christopher Tinsack. And I don't see, oh, cost is $25, just to let you know. Uh, must pre-register at Sagittarius at templeofwitchcraft.org. That's the email with the subject Deep Moon Mystery Class. Uh, let's see, Saturday, January 28th, Hex Appeal, a class on cursing, crossing, jinxing at Aroma Gregory Soap and Tea Company at 3.30 to 5.30 p.m. Uh, it is taught by Papa G, $25, limited to 12 students, so you might want to contact them if you want to go. Uh, January 30th, uh, Full Moon Preparing for M Bulk. Uh, it's a divination series at the Temple of Witchcraft in Salem, New Hampshire. Um, that is 7 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. And I'm sure there is a $10 donation requested, pre-registration preferred. And then we have, I'm going to go through that next weekend. So Thursday, February 1st, course online, Rocky Bridges Flame. Uh, it's, I guess it's in English. It says English. Uh, it's an online course. Uh, no previous knowledge required. Includes manual certification granted upon completion. Inquire about price by inbox. And I guess that is Stellar Labyrinth Isium. Um, I think it's one of either, I think he's still a host or he's one of our former hosts that's doing this. So I'm sure if you still on the air he's said, talked about too um, February 2nd um, let's see was that Fe- or Friday February 2nd dark and bright a healing retreat with the keeper and that is going to be at um, it's a public event but I don't see anything listed for it oh here it is um, it is going to be beginning on Friday night, weather permitting with fire. Um, I'm not really, it's going to be in Asheville. Um, if you want more information about it, you might want to go to the Facebook event page. It's Bridget, comma, dark and bright, colon, a healing retreat with the keeper. So if you want to know more about that, that's in Asheville. Um, also, Friday, February 2nd, Tawatha Day will be at Rira Irish Pub in Evansville, which is closer to me, which I would love to go to, but I doubt I can get off. And it's still a couple hours away. But <laughs> um, And then that is all I have through that weekend. I have more stuff coming up, but I will wait until next week to talk about that because we need to get to the guys' show, to this weird road, right? That's right. So I'm going to let you take over from me. All right. Well, I just want to say y'all be safe out there. And until next week. 
And everyone have a blessed evening, and we will talk to you next week. I'm a working still, nine to five, cubicle, cold and tired. I do my job, it seems to all, I'm a regular stand-up guy. But I've got a secret that I keep where it can be found. I dance around in my backyard whenever the moon is round. We use a secret code. I sit in my cube, dialing up and hear the telephone ring. I hear voices say tonight, tonight, come on, let's do the round thing. And we'll go round and around and around and around, calling on a lady's name. Invoking the God with a chanting sound, baby, leap on the sacred flame. We'll power up. Raise a call to the spirits join and sing. Come on, let's do the round thing. Come on, let's do the round thing. Well, I'm up of work and on the road in the daily interstate dance. I'm burnt and tired, sick of the grind, got coffee stains on my pants. But I look up in the sky and find I'm smiling. The rising moon seems to call. Come on, let's do the round thing. And we'll go round and around and around and around. Calling out a lady's name. Invoking the God with the chanting sound. Give a leap on the sacred flame. We'll power up.
hurricanes, earthquakes, and tsunamis. Along with this weird road are the signs that the magic sky daddy is bringing an end to the world. Thanks for joining us. I'm Bowie Thorne. This is my aunt, my man, <laughs> Old Hammerheart. Apparently, Bully is having the problem I usually have, where the English is not is not working for him today. Uh, I got stung uh, on the tongue, stung on the tongue by a bee. Mother Mary Francis, I just <laughs> what the fridge toast. This is going to be an interesting show. Uh, this is bullshit. <laughs> Welcome to it today, folks. Uh, welcome to this issue of This Weird Road, which you know. If certain people were to be believed, this will be our last one because the world's supposed to end by the 23rd. Hooray! Which is two days from the day of this recording. We don't usually do I, I kind of always but. knew that I would be around to see Ragnarok. I just sort of knew it. Yeah, but that won't be Ragnarok. See? No, there, there have been no... Well, uh, they're just wrong. There have been no sightings of fire giants or anything, but... That you know of. Us being, uh, us being well, jackasses aside, folks... Uh, I don't know about all that. Today's, I mean, it'll be part of it, it always is, right. but uh, today's topic is going to be polytheism, specifically uh, hard polytheism versus soft polytheism, um, which is terminology. Matter of fact, uh, my man Bully here wasn't quite yeah, familiar I, with I it. Yeah, I never um, heard it. Uh, I generally, when I think hard and soft and poly anything, I'm thinking there's group sex going, but you know, whatever. You think you get group sex and boners, that's a different thing. Uh, that's a completely different show. Not just show topic. That would be a completely different show we'd have to build. I don't know about all that. Um, no, the difference is that's actually not a term that I had heard until uh, until I became officer, until I entered heathenism. But what it, it, it when I heard it and got it explained to me, it, it made sense for something I had already seen for years in the pagan culture. Basically, uh, we all, hopefully most of our listeners know what polytheism is, it's simply the belief in multiple gods. Nothing right. wrong with that. And uh, most, pa- matter of fact, I would say all pagans, I don't know any pagans that are monotheistic. I suppose there I might think, be some out there, but I don't know. I think so, sort of the nature of paganism is polytheism. polytheism. Yeah. But uh, soft polytheism would be when you believe in many gods, but who or what form is kind of fluid. Like there, one example would be there are a lot of pagans out there who sort of their path is their own. They don't really follow one. They they might follow Wicca, a, a little voodoo. A Wicca little, tends to follow that that uh, thinking. Really, yeah, a lot uh, of Wicca, Wiccans tend to be very soft. Oh, and because they also in, include things like fairies and stuff like that yeah. into the mix. They get all witchy woo and uh, yeah. It, I'd never thought about it, but yeah, it's uh, soft. Yeah, I, I didn't have a term for it until somebody flaccid. See, you're like me, though. Once the term's introduced, you're like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Whereas hard or rigid polytheism would be uh, what we heathens do, whereas we believe in many gods, but who those gods are and what those gods represent are kind of set in stone. Sort of cemented, yeah. They they are who they are. They do what they do. I won't deny anyone else's beliefs, but those are not my gods. Yeah, yeah. I don't say that there's anything wrong with uh, the people with, with soft polytheism or with other... Other rigid polytheists, because if I keep saying hard polytheists all day, I'm going to just keep laughing like a 12-year-old. Because we're 12-year-olds at heart, folks. If you've listened to more than two episodes of this show, you or know that. two minutes of an episode. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but um, well, we didn't get into the topic. We kind of did at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. Into, the, into the current event. Well, I mean, you know, we had to tell them what the overall theme of the show is going to be. So we'll get more into that. But we do actually have a current event. Sort of. Sort of. It's... 
Uh, more like a current beef. Um, well, those are important too. I uh, I work with a lot of uh, very um, hmm, less enlightened individuals. There we go. Uh, you folks don't know how difficult that was for him. There were smoke out of the ears, there yeah. were sparks at the corner of the mouth, but he did it. Um, I work with a lot of conservative, or at least they think they are Christians, or at least they think they are. Um, Christi- I say they think they're Christian because they, they slap the Bible, but, you know, uh, will refuse refugees. Yeah. Because uh, I'm sure that's exactly what Jesus would want. Right. Or, uh, you know, other things that are counter to the teachings. Right. Um, I'll just say in short answer. So, the other night, I was dealing with an individual who was going on and on about the crazy weather. Y'all can't see my quotes, but they're there. About all this crazy weather and how... Now, it, Mother Nature's been bonkers lately, to be sure. We've had, what, go, excuse me, going on our fourth big hurricane. We've had an earthquake. I want to say like five or six, really. Uh, but, well, the two of them petered out out in the right. ocean before they really did anything, which is how we got from, from J to M so quickly. But, um, you know, we've had an earthquake. We've had several forest fires. Right. Uh, a tsunami. So there's been a lot going on, but, but you know, this person is an adamant climate change denier. He he says that it's it's made up by scientists to try and sell us stuff, and he he's a good old boy, right? But seeing all these events, he says that this is a sign that the end of the world is coming. Which, as uh, as Ulf pointed out earlier. It is, according to some people, yeah. on the 23rd. Yeah, It's yeah. currently the 20th at, when we're recording. But, hey, this won't air until afterward. So, so if we're, we're wrong, wrong happens. Yeah. So if we're wrong, then cool. No one will know how wrong we were. Um, but this isn't the first time, hell, even within the last couple of years, that somebody's made one of these. There's always the some, world is ending on X date prediction. There's always some doomsday prophecy. Uh and thank you to, you know, Angel and Co. and Buffy and the folk, you know, the Scoobies for, for saving us. Right. Uh, but anyhow, so he's going on and on about this, uh, but tells me that this is happening because of all the gays and the Democrats. Specifically. And, yeah, and I'm guessing gay Democrats are, like, super bad. Uh, they are, in fact, the devil, I'm guessing. But anyway, the Lord is just done with us. And he's going to kill us with weather. But if I remember correctly, uh, wasn't there this whole promise that the world would never be ended by water again? There was a promise that he would, according to their Bible, their scripture, there was a promise that he would never uh, do that to the world again. With water. With the With, wa- with water. And Which is funny. Because some interpretations would say with weather, too. But Well, it's funny because uh, the Aztecs, la- their last son, which is basically they... Uh, they determine their their cycles by the sun. Right. And each one has an element. The last sun for the Aztecs was water. And we, uh, well, we don't do much anything as far as that's concerned. Our end will come with fire. Yeah. But that is, we are currently living in the fire sun, which, by the way, their sun is how the world ends each time. 
each cycle. Yeah, and last time was water. This time will be fire. So hey, it looks like it's our turn. Uh, <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Uh, but you know, there's there's this whole cycler, circular, Sticular. yep, words. Uh, Told you he got the curse of the no speaky goods today. Uh, um, so there's there's this cycle to to their thing, and uh, looks like it's our turn. So that's where I'm at with that. But this beehole is is going on and on about how the gays and the immigrants and the Democrats and the just everyone that Bill O'Reilly and uh, shit, what's his name, Alex Jones tells him is the enemy is what's making the Lord so angry that he's going to destroy America. It's, it's happening in North America. That's It's where it's at. So, and I would I would go so far as to say it's more Fukushima's problem, or cause. Yeah, than Fukushima's anything. definitely a bigger worry. I mean... And Kim Jong, you know. Yeah. Un having his temper tantrums. That's, that's something to worry about for the people that live close to him. Yeah, but to... But to think that, regardless of whether or not they're bigoted thoughts, which this some of these guys were obviously, obviously. But to but to think that that oh it's all because of ex deities mad and it's got nothing to do with the science that we can put to it that we can prove that's attached to it or the fact that as as we discussed before going on air, the world kind of goes through cycles, uh, not just like in the Aztec way there, but the. Um, Cycles happen of of certain natural disasters and uh, geothermal well, we, things happening in the world and all that stuff. We have a term for the more short term one, which was El Nino. Yeah, and which we first, hadn't we hadn't heard of that until like 1996. Yeah, and then it, it was a big deal a long time before then. Well, yeah. We didn't know that. We didn't know it because the internet didn't exist. Right, and you know, as Chris Farley informed us, that is Spanish Spanish for the Nino. <gasps> what? Anyhow, uh, but these bigger cycles they happen too. Yeah, it's, I mean, I mean, know, don't get me wrong; it's scary as hell. But recently, I don't think it's apocalyptic or cataclysmic. Well, I guess it is for those that's happening too. Right. Recently, uh, an archaeological discovery has been redeciphered and everything like that, and they show that human history, like Homo sapien as we are now, goes back actually another five thousand or more years. Yeah. Uh, so that's a huge deal. But the thing is, is we know of at least three ice ages that we've been through. There's been a mini ice age in human history, which occurred right after the plague. Those people had reason to believe the end of the world was coming. You're not kidding, brother. Half the population died, and then it got stupid cold to where the uh, taint to that river froze over. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we've been through a mini ice age even in recorded human history. Yeah. I mean, my grandmother was old enough to remember it. Well, from what you told me about your grandmother, <laughs> she, <laughs> she was caught in the ice for a while. She went to high school with Methuselah. But, uh, but the, <laughs> the point of all this rant, or at least part of it, folks, is yeah. these things happen. Yeah. You know, they're scary, and they shouldn't be taken lightly. But you shouldn't run around like chicken little screaming that the sky is falling either. Well, I, I think... You know what I mean? Because I think that just 
when you have these people that do that, regardless of what religion or whatever, that run around, it's the end, blah, 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 you make things worse. Right. Well, I think the real punchline to this story was, I, I turned and asked him, I said, then why the hell are you at work? And he's like, well, I've got bills to pay. I'm like, dude, if the world's ending in six days, what does your what bills do, matter? Yeah, why do you care? If, and he didn't have an answer for that. Because that's a solid point, because if, if you And there really, goes soft monotheism. He wants to believe, but, but he's he not willing to put his back into it. Yeah, because if he really believed 100%, and he'd be out about, trying to fuck everything that moves. Or, that's what I would do. Or if, spending your last days with your family or something. I sure as hell. If, if I felt like I knew. Uh, when I said I would be out trying to fuck everything that moves, your line was to be, I'd stand very still. Yeah, I would, too. <laughs> like a tree. But, um, and that may not save me if a breeze blows by. <laughs> But, I mean, if if I knew conclusively, if if I was convinced enough of something that in my beliefs I believed Ragnarok was two days away, I wouldn't waste my time at work at that point. No. I would be, like I said, I would be spending time with my family, my friends, trying to do things, maybe even trying to figure out plans with, okay, can we survive this if we really believe there's it's a, coming. Uh, there's but, a, I mean, that t- tells you there that half-hearted at best. Yeah. Like you there's said, a, salt, mono, salt monotheism. There's a uh, a cracked uh, after hours video in which the group discusses uh, what they the apocalypse they would want to be go through and you know there's the like oh, I want to go through a zombie apocalypse because then you could be a hero and all this stuff. Michael Swain, I don't know if that's his real name or a character or whatever, but uh, he's one of the writers at Cracked. He says that he wants a meteor, and he's like because you could predict it. But you can't do anything about it. He's like, so there's no running, there's no fighting it. He's like, so you spend your last there's days no just sending, trying to. There's no sending Bruce Willis and a guy full of a special order full of guys up to blow it up. Right. Well, because for one, you know, science that wouldn't work instead because right. it's a matter of mass. So if it's a, a Texas-sized meteorite that's coming, well, meteor, it's meteorite when it hits ground. Right. If it's a Texas-sized meteor when it hits the ground, or coming toward us, instead of it being one big Texas-sized meteor, it's going to be a Texas-sized meteor in a million pieces, and it's still going to destroy the Earth. Yeah. And something that big coming, all you can do pretty much is kiss your ass goodbye. Yeah. And, you know, but I'm kind of with him. I would want to know, and I would want there to be no, no fighting. I wouldn't, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to spend my last days happy. I'm going to do the things I want to do. I'm going to go freaking hang glide, which I want to do. If there's a listener out there that has uh, the equipment for that and a place to do it, I will be happy if you help me with that. And I want video because I want to see this monkey up in the air flying. But, see, I'm I'm in another place with that because I think I would want the more Ragnarok-style ending, the thing where... Yeah, it's going to be bad, but there's actually a chance to fight against it. I don't, I I don't have to we, just sit on my laurels going, there's nothing I can do. I can at least feel like I can try to do something. But we know we lose. And here's the thing. Nothing's saying we can't have both. Because the meteor would just be the end of human existence. Ragnarok is the yeah. death of the gods. Yeah, but to... So but that I, could come afterward. Well, I was going to say also, to, to be fair, you say we lose, and I guess... In a majority sense, we do, but at the same time, there are survivors. There is a another world or life well, listen, restart after that. Afterward, that two humans, 
we come up with that again. Uh, the two human things is is, is kind of common. Yeah. So that just that says to me these were people who had who were you know all time enough at last. Thank you for uh, thank you uh, Twilight Zone for that. Uh, who they they come out of their bunker and they the uh, pair of teenagers who just finished boning out in their dad's survival bunker and well not their dad's that would be awful. <laughs> <laughs> but in someone's survival bunker, you had right. to take it to the worst place. Didn't I you? didn't mean to. I didn't. Ta- I, I didn't know when to take it to the Lannister route, but uh, <laughs> just going to the absolute worst place is just how your mind works. You don't right. mean to do it. Uh, so you know, and they come out and they're like, "Holy crap, we were only in there like twenty minutes. What the hell happened?" And there's nothing left. That would be pretty horrible. Yeah, but I so, mean, that's probably a two. You know, people think this whole end of the world stuff is going to take so long because you got people. All these disasters are probably with it. To be truthful, when the world ends, it's probably going to be done. The bead of sweat that we're in is going to hit the ground. There's, yeah. uh, you Have you heard of that, that philosophy where basically we're some bead of sweat off some giant on a brow, giant brow, and it's going to finally hit the ground and we're done? That's an interesting uh, framework to put it in, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, it's stupid and wrong because we can see out past our own universe but right uh, and we're anyhow. learning more about that every day too all kinds yeah. of stuff is happening to change our view on that so anyhow we've gone eight, almost 18 minutes on our current event without even touching <coughs> excuse me without even touching our uh, topic really well I mean I thought that was kind of the idea that we're going to get to the Roman yeah. potatoes of the topic at the second half but uh, oh, we no, did touch didn't. a little because, like you said, you know, we're, the main topic, of course, is hard or, or soft polytheism. But right. uh, we did, in fact, in there touch on the fact that there is can be such a thing as soft polytheism. Are you mean I'm, monotheism? Soft monotheism. Uh, right. Now I'm doing it. Um, yeah, because I think that's what a lot of today and and the Christian path as a whole, I don't actually have a problem with. It's it's a good solid belief system, especially the ones who actually follow the. Try to follow the tenets of being good to each other and trying to make the world a better Those place. Those people but are few and far between. And that's the problem. You have the instead you have these ones like this guy you talked about. It yeah. reminds me of candy. He's rigid. Certain candies were like this kid. He's rigid on the outside. Like, this is how it is, and da da da. And he's got the very negative view on other other people instead of trying to they do unto others too. and be kind. But when it comes down to the crunch, down to the oh, the world's ending. He says he believes it, but does he really? Because at He's that work, that's where he shows that his that his uh, monotheism is soft. Because he says, "Oh, the world's going, the God's going to end the world," but I better keep working just in case. Yeah. So which is it? You know. I know I'm I'm with you, uh, and that's why I brought it up is because it definitely did tie into the weather, which is a, certainly a current event. But it's to be sure looking like this isn't going to end in or. Uh, this isn't going to air until like November, yeah, like unless, mid-November. Unless we, We're a unless bit we step it up and, and you know air them out of order. But uh, hey, this is no surprise to anybody who's been listening to our show. You guys know we record in advance. We right. We have to. We don't have the luxury that the that the ladies on before us do, where they can record uh, their show live. Because I, I have to go deal with said jackasses right at night. So. so I'm it looking, by the way, so wish me luck. If I get a uh, daytime job, uh, we'll 
we'll t- pick well, this up. Well, there. If you turn to stone if you get a day comes Shut out. Shut up. <laughs> but you know, I don't know if I'm, I kind of like this because we get to edit. Yeah, I like. I kind of like the aspect. The only thing uh, I we, guess we got a little We did that too. opening uh, twice. Yeah, we did, because we could. Whereas on a live, it would have been like, like the Robin Williams Steeler moment, just skip over it and go. But, um, so there are are good things to being able to pre-record. There are good things to being able to pre-record, but um, the one thing, the one thing that I don't like, or that I guess I should say I would like more about if we could do a live show, is having uh, guests more often. It's a lot harder to have guests when you pre-record. Well, I mean, I don't know. You can kind of schedule it. Uh, but as we've traveled to one guest, we tried to get on here, and it didn't work out. Right. Scheduling was is a little more wonky. Um, we do need guests, by the way. We definitely want to do the uh, the pagan parenting episode. Mm-hmm. And only one, one of us has kids. Guests because I'll pretty much sit here quiet on that because, or mostly quiet, because as I like to put it, I'm the eternal You're never quiet. Well, as I put it, I'm the eternal uncle, though. I'm I'm uncle to my nieces and nephews. Your kids sort of view me as an uncle. But I'm not a parent. So I don't have a parent's viewpoint on a lot of stuff, right. which is way different. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I, I want... Well, we want for we do we, guests. Yeah, and I actually look forward to kind of being the proverbial fly on the wall in that episode because maybe I'll learn something. I hope so. I mean, that's the point. Oh, the world's like, yeah, I don't You could start kids. sharing with Brynja. You start raising her, uh, heathen. Like, like <laughs> her raise, name has an I do raise my dog, heathen. What are you talking about? Yes, clo- folks, I'm that sad guy. The closest thing I have to a kid is my dog, but I love her. But she's uh, adorable. So, anyway, we've, uh, she's anyway. adorable. We've sidetracked as we do. Yeah. Um, so, I think, I think every, every faith deals with those people. I'm sure even heathens, I mean, we've got some... I've known some, and I know there's going to well, be people who are pissed off at this term, but I know some witchy-woo heathens. Well, the way I look at it is every spiritual path has their their cross to bear, their, their people that they go, go, yeah, you look past them, though, we're not bad. And yeah. for us, I don't think it's people like the guy you described or what you call the witchy-woo heathens, although I'm, I, I'm sure they're out there. Ours for me, I think our cross to bear is the racist that yeah. we've had to address more than once, and I'm sure... As the history of this show gets longer, we'll probably have to do it again. Uh, They'll do well, something I'm stupid not, that we'll, in public that we'll feel like we have to touch on. Well, like I said, on, on my bit. Ver- or at the very least, it'll be a bully by the horns or an oaf at the door episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you haven't recorded one yet. I know I'm a bad, bad boy that way. Uh, anyhow. We, every faith deals with these people. Right. Like you said, ours is our bigger crutch, or crooks. Apparently, I don't talk too goodly. The the albatross around our proverbial necks as a spiritual path. Yeah, is is the racist. But, but everybody's I mean, got one. You know, it's yeah, kind of, something. I think that's kind of uh, maybe a theme, because Christians have the, has the Westboro people. Yeah, you're and right. And the they're bigots. They're bigots for money. Yeah. I mean... And what we mean by that, for people who don't know, Westboro, the stuff they picket and everything, they do it on purpose. They, and the church was started by lawyers. The church was started by lawyers. There's a lot of lawyers that still make up their, a lot of their congregation. They go there trying to get sued. Yeah, they 
Well, trying to get hit so they can sue. You know, it, it may have actually evolved into something else now, but that is how it started. Well, it evolved into that, or devolved, whatever, when they started bringing their children into it. And they, they bring their children in with this tongue-in-cheek, fire and brimstone, God hates the gays, but the kids buy it. They don't. And that's the stuff that that's the stuff that really breaks my heart is seeing the kids if indoctrinated were, into that kind of hate. Well, and there's all the you know there's pictures from back in the day, and I'm sure still currently of kids in clan costumes, and and that's what they are. They're costumes. They're costumes. They're, they're masked to hide behind because you feel safer. But you know, that, wait a minute. We need to stop. We need to stop. We need to move on to our topic. Yep. Or we're going to go on a completely different topic. All right. Uh, so. Like I said, we deal with them, as far as I know, of at least a couple of witchy-woo uh, heathens. Define well, that a little for our listeners. Uh, well, I kind of know what you mean because I've known you half my life. But, well, and it's, even, it's a kind of new term for me. Picked it up from Sue Meats. Uh, witchy-woo meaning, like, everything is magical and everything's got a fairy associated to it and stuff like that. I know heathens that are that way. I don't practice magic. Uh, but I don't knock anyone who does. It yeah. is part of the tradition that Odin is a practitioner of at least two different types of magic. Yeah, and he's actually a practitioner of one that uh, is, or yeah, theater that is, is usually considered, and this isn't in a bad term like it would be in certain circles, but in considered a women's magic. Yeah, but Odin is it's a fair so though. Is is well versed in it. Yeah, that's true. But. Uh, that's so, interesting. Among the culture, it was considered women's magic, but we have two male gods that are very... That's interesting. Uh, but anyhow, so there there are people like, that are like that, that are sort of wishy-washy, that, that still cling on to these Wiccan origins. You're probably, seriously, the only heathen I know that did not come in via Wiccanry. No, Wiccanry? I didn't. Is that not, a word? It is now. now. My my path was a little was a little different. I this is far more straightforward. I was raised a Christian and was a Christian most of my life. Right. And then when it got to the point where I had more questions than answers, things just didn't add up for me, and I started looking for something that made more sense. I came to shamanism first. I I, I was a lot of people referred to me as kind of a crystal pagan because I hadn't quite abandoned the parts of the the few parts of the Christian faith that still made sense to me, like being good, trying to be good to each other and just live a general good life and that kind of thing. But uh, there were things about shamanism that made more sense. And then I found heathenry, and that was, you know, the leap from shamanism to heathenry isn't that right. that far. We even, there, there's even shamanism within heathenry, actually. Right. So, uh, yeah, so my path was a little different. Most people we know who are heathens were with a first. Yes. Well, as... I think the very very common the general or path, some other brand of pagan first the general path here at least among the people that I've known and even kind of expanded like known through the internet stuff like that uh, it was raised Christian in some usually Southern Baptist around here right or you know Catholic whatever Catholicism leads into paganism pretty easily but so started out as Christian. Most of them then go atheist or agnostic, and then pick up Wicca, and then move on to and see, whatever else. That they, wasn't part of my personal journey because, to me, the outlook, well, you were already surrounded by us though. Well, yeah, well, that was probably part of it. And also, to me, 
it never made sense to not think that there wasn't something out there beyond us. Right. And that's what atheism is to say. There's nothing beyond us. When we're done, we're done. And I don't understand that point of view. I don't think I ever will, but I don't say people who are believe it are wrong. It just doesn't make sense to me to not think there's something out there bigger than us. So that's why atheism wasn't part of my particular journey. Right. And it was never part of mine. But I hit paganism really early in life. So... That, Earlier than most, I know, actually. Yeah. There are a few... Yeah, 11 or 12, yeah. I guess. See, and not as in, I no longer believe in God and just kind of want to say this. Like, I was uh, studying, you know, transcribing rituals and stuff like that at, like, 11, 12 years old. It was it was a serious endeavor for me as soon as I found out that it was a possibility. I was like, what? I don't have I, to be this thing? I can do this thing? Woohoo! Uh, wow, we... Shut up. Uh, it's hot here for some reason, even though it's almost October. Um, <clears throat> the Lord must be angry with us! Uh, so anyway... <laughs> We are more to like Sturter's trying to put his sword up our eyes. That's completely different. Tea bagged by Sturter. Anyhow, oh, uh, we are coming up on the midway point. We need to go ahead and break. Um, thanks for putting up with us, everyone. We'll yeah. be back shortly. Alex and our other listener, if you've stuck with us this far, hail to you. We'll see you after the break.
We're done. I'm out. Yeah, we're good. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, you missed the best part of our conversation there, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, we're recording. It ended with... He did not tell me we were recording. I got that up on. That's the point. Uh, the conversation had, it tastes like grandma in there, so... And it tastes like burning. Why does it taste like burning? Uh, but our six senses of humor aside... Uh, we can blame that on the Simpsons. Those particular ones, yes. Our six senses of humor in general? Yeah. No. Um, Thanks, Tracy Ullman. She's responsible for a lot of my damaged humor, and I mean that in a very loving way, Miss Ullman, if you're listening. Um, Which, that would be super awesome. That would be super awesome. Uh, but welcome back to What Passes for a Show with us. I'm still old. He's still bully. Hey, you know, we're kind of demonstrating. This is a soft show. We're sort of touching the topic. Touchy, touchy, touchy. He may, he's making it sound way pedo-ish, but... Uh, Shut up. Let's <laughs> see what I mean. More a Phoebophile, really. Yeah, fair enough. But, um... Hard monotheism, soft monotheism, uh, polytheism. Now yeah. I'm doing it. See? See? It's, 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 it's contagious. Back. Hard polytheism versus soft polytheism. Uh, which, this ought to be an interesting debate since we're both... Fairly dedicated, uh, rigid polytheist, but I didn't. I didn't start out that way though, and you did. So there's that. Yeah, I I started out a fairly rigid monotheist. I, I guess. I yeah, did, I did come in from the wicked angle. Um, He's a wicked, wicked. I was, and that's why I was not well liked. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> I had a lot of, and still sort of have the. You have your gods, that's cool. It doesn't bother me. Right. If your worldview ends up being correct, that's egg on my face, but I'm still a better person for being the way I am. Uh, and the advantage to that is that I could pretty much get along and have conversations with most people. Yeah. Most polytheists, most even monotheists, as long as they don't, get up in my business. Or atheists, because we both know plenty of those. Yeah. We know lots of atheists. Um, as you said, you said it doesn't make sense to you. I can understand uh, from a from a purely scientific point of view, you don't really need flowery language. Life is awesome. Yeah. We have plenty of things to be in awe of. And, uh, you know, science enhances that. And then even death. We go back to uh, basically being energy. That shit's never created yeah. or destroyed. It carries on. Like a My wayward. Way yeah, thank you. Um, I. Uh, what appeals to me for, what appeals to me for being a a rigid polytheist is, um, I think I like the structure. Right. You know the there there's definite in a, in a world. We'll see. Full of, of craziness and things where you're not always sure what's going on or how things are going. Because, let's face it, the world can be a pretty wacky place. Right. It's it's nice to me to be able to look toward my spiritual path as a centering point and go, these things are solid. This, well, this being is here for this. They do this. This thing serves this purpose. It's going to sound like so I'm I, talking I've about... I've never really evaluated it in my head before, but I think that's what appeals to me about it. The way I'm going to go about this is going to sound like I'm talking about soft polytheism. But, but give you a minute, you'll get that. Yeah. Um, with that, you run into what the Egyptians and the Romans had. 
which is where they eventually had a god for everything. They had a god for each phenomena. The wind that blows, this and that and everything like that. There was no just natural phenomena. When you get too rigid, you start assigning a deity to things. And if you're... I guess I can see that. And I'm not saying that's you, but I'm saying that if you there have a system... There are people who take it to that extreme. Sure. Well, if, you, if you had a, a system set up that way, if you had a church or a theocracy or whatever, that's where you... That's the end result. And that's when you get to the point where nobody takes you seriously. Which, by the way, is a topic we're going to cover. Uh, there's too few of us, so we're not taken seriously on the world stage. Yeah, that 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 literally is a different show. That is a show yeah. topic we're going to cover down the road. Yeah, but um, so we have. Yeah, I think that you end up with that structure, and it becomes too rigid. It becomes you have to explain everything with our deities, or you're wrong or whatever. Yeah, but I'm not saying that an individual is going to get that way, but that's how organizations keep people in. But on on the but couldn't same be said the other couldn't you be a little too fluid? Oh yeah. You absolutely. Know, if, if you're a self like this. Oh, absolutely. You know, don't open your mind so much that your brain falls out. <laughs> right. Um and that you know, there basically moderation is kind of the key to everything. Um if you're if you're gonna be wishy washy then do it moderately, I guess. Don't don't try to attach it to everything in life. And the same thing with being hard one. If you're gonna if you're gonna be that way, fine, but don't make it everything. Right. Well, one thing about you know, I again, we we can't speak for everybody, right? But oh, I as as a hard polytheist, I don't apply that to everyone else, just to myself, right? And to the others that I know share that view. I don't go out there and go, well, this is the way it is to me, so it must be the way it is to you. Right. Unfortunately, we know people, again, like you said, polytheists, monotheists, both that do that. Yeah. And I think that's where you get into the trouble, is when you start with any belief system, be it rigid or otherwise, be it monotheist or polytheist or even atheist, because we, right. I, I've known an atheist student to do that, too, where well, the show you know, that this is how it is, this is how I see it, oh, you don't, oh, you're wrong. Right. That's where you get into well, debates. Or that's where debates become arguments, yeah. and arguments become wars and things like that. You know, and that's then, where you get into trouble. And there's dragons, and Jon Snow knows nothing. Woohoo, dragons! Anyhow, uh, all that fighting over the world's most uncomfortable chair. Anyhow, you're not kidding. That thing has to be horribly uncomfortable, but that is so off base. Well, kind of. Um, the if all goes as planned, the episode before this will actually be about uh, pagan fundamentalists. Ah, uh, yes. Pago fundies. Yeah. Well, just fundies in general. I think we, we kind of get into that where how uh, basically every organization has they're, their fundamentalists. They're fundamentalists kind of everywhere. So well, every some philosophy people, even. It's to, not even organizations. Right, but to some people, because most people were, I guess, backing up a little here, but most people you hear fundamentalists and they think Christian is usually where people go with it when you hear fundamentalists yeah. or the shorthand of fundies. But the fact is, there are pagan fundamentalists. There There's nothing fun about every it, by the way. Religion. And I guess that kind of ties in in that those are usually the guys who take the hard line yeah. 
too far. The the fundamentalists are the ones who go, I'm hard polytheist. This is the way it is. You are too. What do you mean you're not? No. Yes, you are. Da da da. And yeah. Um, and I mean, and we've, or at least I've seen that kind of shit break up friendships. And the the softness <clears throat> can go that way too because there's sort of uh, a little bass backwards here, but there's sort of a firmness to that. No, you have to include everything. Or they're so, or or you get the ones that are so fluid and flexible that it's easy for the hardliners to make them make them question themselves, right? And and possibly even change their because own they have a solid thing. answer for everything, and they yeah they'll make the the softliner question their own beliefs basically, and which you should question, but not to the point of of having full blown doubts about your existence. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it is right in here. Uh, <laughs> studio's really hot. We're fat, sweaty dudes. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, like a mushroom farm in here, but we'll get through. <laughs> so, damn it, you made me lose my spot. Uh, I find it funny. Now, and I'm I'm not one of those people who think that you have to follow the religion of your ethnicity. That's if there stupid. is such a thing. I don't, yeah, I don't believe in um, something at all. But. but I do find it funny. Ha-ha funny. And slightly peculiar funny. When uh, people who are Wiccan, which is pretty much a Western Europe sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> start talking about how they're communing with Anubis and stuff like that. And I'm like... You know, you have your own psychopomp. You don't need to borrow one from somebody else. It's okay. He can stay where he's at. I'm not saying he doesn't exist. Sure. If you die in Egypt, maybe he's who you'll encounter. Maybe not. Just seems like you're pulling from a little far. Yeah. It's like uh, you're going to people with which you have no cultural ties. And that makes you seem like a schmuck. I mean, really, you're... I'm not saying you can't identify with these ideas and these themes. And I, I'm not saying that you have to stick to your own stuff, but... I think what you're talking about, and I've ran into them, too, are these soft polytheists who basically it seems like they don't have any real... <clears throat> the deities they choose to follow, they don't have any real connection to. They just... Right. This is a name them in there because like. they're cool. Yeah, this is a name and an image that I like. And, and so I think I'm there should be... And again, I guess this is just my personal uh, philosophy, but I think there should be something to who you decide, who or what you decide to attach your spirituality to for a reason. There should be some sort of connection, not just, right. oh, they're cool. I don't get me wrong. Thor's cool as beans. But that's not why I follow him. I think he's cool after the fact kind of thing. Right. You know, um, I also know... Odin would smoosh my nuts into oblivion if I didn't fall in line about certain things. See, you have to... That's another thing, too. You can't take just the good aspects of deities. Right. They're bad. Like, you know, to put it quite blunt, Odin can be a real bastard. He's not always Mr. High, nice, shiny guy. And, I would and say a lot of rarely. People, yeah. Really. And a, and a lot of people, again, particularly the softer theists, uh, only want to see the shiny, happy parts. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. Well, you can't take parts of that. That's part of witchy-woo. Like you, is it? Is every, that part of yeah. the witchy-woo thing? Okay. Yeah. That, bunny hugging, stuff like that. It's all... 
It's all these, a nice part. These are the parts that I like, so I'm going to use them. And that's, that can be both the advantage and disadvantage to being a soft theist in that, yeah, you get to pick and choose, and that's liberating. But if you also then start to ignore the darker parts, and there's a there's a book I read called The Dark Archetypes, and uh, mm-hmm. Chris suggested it to me, and I went and picked it up years ago. Okay. Uh, I wish I could remember who it was written by, but it's a book called The Dark Archetypes. It's about basically all of the quote-unquote bad guys from from world religions mm-hmm. and from, uh, you know, from lore. I almost said from mythology, but, you know, We're bad bully. Uh, <clears throat> and so... It's basically a less than gentle reminder of, hey, remember, these people also used to eat babies. Yeah. So, you know. Um, there were blood sacrifices. Remember those? Those were a thing. Those were not a nice thing. Right. The not nice is part of it, too. Uh, so, when, when, you have, when you have that flexibility, people also, like I said, take it a little too far and let it go to the point where... Where they wear rose-tinted glasses for everything. Yeah, and I think if you focus too much on the good part or the bad parts, because there are some people that focus more on the dark. Because to be honest, bad things are easier to get your mind around sometimes. Yeah, and because we know that's human nature. Yeah, but if you focus too much on one side of things, you're going to delude yourself. Right. You know, and then when something that's the other side of that happens, you're going to be all confused and not know what to do. You're going to find yourself... You could find yourself out of sorts at a very bad time in a very bad situation right. because you haven't prepared yourself to deal with it. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's in large I plan, part I plan on doing a dark part. archetype serve. I plan on doing a, a bit about um, political correctness, stuff like that, and censorship. That's what I was getting at earlier. Uh, I'm going to do a bit about that, and that's part of it is because people are going to end up needing safe spaces. Because they can't deal with even just normal life. Yeah. Oh, I literally can't even. Now, my daughter said that to me yesterday in a very joking way, though. Right. She literally can't even. And I'm like, I will knock the stupid out of you. Uh, not really. I love her. And she could beat me up. I would go to daughter could kick your butt at that point. Um, uh, the Jotun blood is strong in her. We, sir. We. So... She's not so weak. You, there's good and bad to this, and like I said, the bad part really being you, you become so fuzzy, yeah, that you don't notice the bad things and you don't accept the bad things, and the bad things are part of it. And if you don't, you're going to be surprised by them. Yeah, because I, I think really what it comes down to is whether you want to be hard or soft polytheist, or even hard or soft monotheist, I guess. That's fine. Believe what you want to believe, but go into it with your eyes open. Yeah. You know, and the thing, part of the real danger of the soft and and flexible, shiftable polytheist is you can walk through life with your eyes shut that way. And right. At least from my point of view, if if there's somebody out there who is a soft polytheist who has another viewpoint on that, call in. Matter of fact, this is this is where you give out the info, Bowley. You're better Please at that. Do that. Uh, I can give a couple of them. You know, come at us at uh, thisweirdroad at gmail dot com or thisweirdroad on Facebook. Weird yeah. with a Y W Y R D 
Or you can hit us up at the uh, at the listener listener well, line, the, which is the Tree of Life. The Tree of Life was listener line. line, which is five zero two two seven six five six six five, and I'll post it on the video when I share. But uh, and you know we say we we say this almost every show. We get to a point at this where we're like, hey, if you have another point of view on this, come at us with it. Sh- share it with us. Give us something to debate. Give us things we don't know. And we have anybody. We have yet to have anybody who's brave enough. To pick up that listener line or or drop a note at the email or something, and let us know these things. We've Come on, folks, we know you're out there. There may only be two of you. We really may only have the two listeners, but well, be bold. Come on, we, uh, share with us. Challenge we us. Have, we do have a well, new as of right now. We'll be old as of this airing. Uh-huh. Uh, listener uh, who actually came in with some beef uh, on YouTube. He found the the YouTube page, and he was like, hey, there's not a lot of of heathen podcasts out there, so he wanted to listen to it. He got to the part in, like, the second or third episode where we're talking about the casual racism, and it turned him off immediately, and he's he stopped listening. And then, like, some time went by and decided that he didn't have enough resources out there that, that we don't, and so he I said, I'm going to go back and give it another listen. And he's like, oh, you are jackasses, just not as bad as I thought you were. We're not the negative jackasses. We're the jackasses who goof around on air, and we are not the scholars, as we've discussed before. Uh, We are not the stodgy scholarly type. Right. And that that appeals to some and drives away others. It is what it is. And so, you know, I'm glad that that he came back, for one. Yes, welcome back. Um, Sincerely. No jackassery there. Yeah, and he he gave us some heat before, and but now that's he's the kind not. of thing that challenges us to right. grow, and that's that's why we're always telling people call in, even if call in or write in, even if what you say doesn't jive with I would us. Say especially if it doesn't. Yeah, we don't we don't want an echo chamber. We don't want to sit here and listen to our own words, smell our own farts. It's just right. We've never been the type to talk just to hear our own voices. We'd rather smell someone else's farts. He has a weird fetish, folks. That's a completely different show topic. I'm just lying. Um, but really, I mean, you know, challenge and debate and learning new points of view is how we as people and as, as grow. That's how we as society grow, and that's how we as hosts on the show on the show here specifically will, you know, that's how we will grow and learn. We don't learn things stagnant. we didn't know, right? And it may lead us to new show topics. Like, oh, they brought up a point we had thought about. Let's do a show on that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and hopefully by doing shows on those points that are new to us, there are people out there listening that it will be new things to them and it will broaden their horizons. And ultimately, that's what all of our babbling on air every week is about. Yeah. So, I think we we pretty much settled on there's good and bad on both and parts. On of both that. sides. Uh, I, I am a. And rigid, I think we kind of agree on what those those things are. We do a little yeah. bit mostly. Yeah, we do. We don't agree entirely, but that's part of why we're co-hosts. We don't always agree. Right. We have a lot of similarities and likenesses, but we don't agree on everything. That's why there's two of us. Uh, we, well, we've like, even discussed before. I I asked uh, Ulf before we even started. I'm like, look, are you going to be okay with me giving you crap? I'm like, because even if I agree with what you're saying, we need different viewpoints. And my response was something along the lines of, that's why I'm asking you to be my co-host. Right. Because but, uh, um you no, know, you didn't. Why? Sorry. Well, you did. You Cricket. Uh, <laughs> but, 
you know, to wind it up, folks, I am a hard polytheist. I am okay with that, even with the uh, the bad points that come with it. Right. Uh, and again, I will that say... That is realistic. I mean, and really, I am more hard theistic than not, because while I'll say, okay, those things exist and they're out there, that's for you. And I do believe that, bro. Not you know, they for me. Exist, they're out there, it's fine, it's just not for me. Right. You know, neither one of us are rigid to the point that we, uh, we talk with other people about other spiritualities all the time. We're not right. so rigid that we believe ours is the only. I think that's when you get to that point you brought up earlier where you've gone too rigid. Right. Uh, well, I mean, you've gone hardline at that point, which is different. There's at least two, uh, I want to say Christian, and because they have Jesus, they sort of are, uh, faiths that are hardlined. They don't even communicate with anyone that's not there. Oh, wow. Don't think I was aware of that. Uh, well, Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses. And Mormons. Do that, yeah. Mormons will, t both of them will talk to you to try and convert you, but, but they they're not generally going to hang out with you and talk about things that aren't that. And That's apparently if they, they do hang out with people outside of that and talk beyond that, they become Matt Parker and Trey Stone. Yeah. Or Matt Stone and Trey, the South Park guys. Yeah. <laughs> good, good save there, buddy. Um, so, not really, but there, <laughs> there are some big real-world examples of that, uh, where it, it goes entirely too far, in my professional opinion, that, you know, if you are unwilling, if you're, uh, we'll stick with Jehovah's Witness, if you're a Jehovah's Witness, and they don't celebrate birthdays or anything like that, like even their, their children, unless it in directly involves the Lord, they don't celebrate it. They basically walk through life mourning it. Yeah. Um, so, a friend of mine, actually two friends, got involved with the same woman way back in the day, uh, who was who grew up a Jehovah's Witness, and she never really left it. She was basically always trying. Like, even while with these two guys, at different times, but while with them, she was kind of constantly trying to convert them. Wow. So, she was, like, playing the long game. Uh, you know, had a kid with one of them, that sort of thing. That's a pretty long game. And that's a commitment right there. I am so determined to have you follow my specific Magic Sky Daddy and follow these specific rules that I will have a child with you. And I, I, again, I think that's way too hard line for any spiritual path to get to the point where... <laughs> I would assume having where a you, child with someone just to convert them is probably... Well, that too, but <laughs> too I, mean, far. I mean, being so hard line that if they don't believe as you do, they're not worth communicating with. It. Right. You're going to miss out on a lot of good things in the world that way. I, mean, I guess you'll miss out on some bad too, but yeah, I think well, you're going to miss out on more good. When I was a kid, and we grew up in the same neighborhood. Mm -hmm. We did. It's true. When I was a kid, and I mean like really little, like before school, I thought that being a Jehovah's Witness was a black thing. Because that's all that would ever come to our house. Right. Was older African American folk preaching, uh, you know, uh, Jehovah's Witness yeah, theory. preaching the way they believe the things are. And so I was confused as to why they were trying to convert us. 
because uh, I seriously now we're not talking about like even school age. I'm talking three or four. Well, yeah, you were bitty. You didn't know nothing from nothing. Right. But I knew what a Jehovah's Witness was, and I thought that it was a, a black thing. Right. So see, you didn't quite know all of what that were either. Right. Well, I'm saying I knew that it was a religion and that they were trying to convert us to it. And that your parents were annoyed by it. Yeah. Most likely. Did I tell you about the time most, I did most that? People, most people, when Jehovah's Witness leaves their door, get to kind of... <sighs> I'm glad that's over. Yeah. Something. Yeah. When I was a teenager, my mom and I were arguing over something. And it was a game day. It was Wednesday. I was heading to Lance's to go play Bunky's game. Uh, and, uh And this pair of Jehovah's Witnesses were coming up to the door, and they asked if, if they could talk to me. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'm super busy. I'm about to head out. But my mom's inside. She'd love to talk to you. I opened the door and let this pair in. She's back in the kitchen. Oh, my God, you're evil. I am a dick. <laughs> Great God's in Avatar. I mean, I knew you were a dick, but I didn't know you were evil. That, that's an act of pure evil right there. <laughs> Thank you. And so that she won't tell the kitchen, like, dude, ah, why are strangers sitting in my house ready to talk to me? What's going on here? Oh, no. I sent them back to the kitchen. I'm like, she's brewing up some coffee. Go for it. Or doing your mom back there frying some bread. Mm, good stuff. I know. I miss my mommy. But, uh, no, she she was uh, making a pot of coffee, and, well, you know my mom. I guess she I'm a little boiling able. water yeah. in which to put her generic instant brand instant coffee into. I guess I'm a little evil, too, because part of me wants to, wanted, would have wanted to see the reaction when she turned around and there's oh, strangers. Oh, my God. I'm so glad I wasn't there. I did not go home that night. <laughs> I did not go home. I stayed at Lance's till well after midnight. And then I crashed on Goblin's couch. I did not go home till the next morning. And it was a, it was, I got an earful afterwards. I bet you did. But <laughs> we actually ran pretty Teenage well. shenanigans aside, it's actually time to. Yeah, we ran a little long at the first half. Uh, so we're going to cut the second half a little short. And we're kind of out of topic. We really are. I mean, here both are good. Both are bad. They both have neg good points and negative points. Here they are. Discuss. We love you. Peanut. Neither a pea nor a nut. Discuss. Though they are nuts. I don't know how Michael Myers came to that line. More like butterfly. It's neither butter nor, nor the fly. fly. Discuss. But butterflies do fly. Neither butter nor a fly. Though. So go with that instead. What? Uh, keep your wits as sharp as your swords. Clearly, I have not today. Uh, Say your I, thing. I'll echo a sentiment from this, from today's show, actually. Whatever you're doing, whatever path you're into, whichever way you go, keep your eyes open.
Listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans Unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. 